0: welcome 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 everyone to sister wise with mary jane Kay. if everyone could take a moment and subscribe i would really appreciate that all my gypsy heart desires is a community tab or if you could hit the like button as well also please check out christine's awesome cooking show on tlc's website or instagram page cooking with just christine they are just short under 10 or 15 minute clips with really easy, yummy recipes that I enjoy, and I think it's absolutely adorable. Anyways, let's get into today's episode, Sister Wives, Season 2, Episode 3, entitled The Price of Polygamy. Cody and Janelle are going camping this episode, and I'm wondering if Cody will need a separate duffel bag for his hairspray and hair products robin is also going to complain about how hard it was that she came into the family and stopped working and how hard it was that she had to adjust to not working it was so hard you guys other than the failed my sister wife's closet and her fifth of the filming check for tlc what work has robin done the episode opens with a shot of cody pulling into the lehigh driveway in his shades long hair flowing in the breeze in the midlife crisis convertible Beaming white, clean and spotless and shiny, pure as the driven snow. A man with 13 kids and four wives having that car made for two and a car that clean and spotless seems very interesting, right? The car should be showing signs of life, a crayon here or there, maybe a light scratch where a child accidentally banged the door against another car carelessly. I'm not saying there needs to be a wash me carved out in dust and oil on the windshield, But that car, you can tell, isn't the car of of a family man. It's the car of a man with money to throw around, maybe a bachelor, maybe an aging man in a midlife crisis with no sense of identity to speak of. If he's such a family man involved with his kids, my point is that car wouldn't look like that pristine. He would never have it in the first place. It's not a car meant for kids and stuff and things like the sports gear to take them to practice or the room for the booster seats or fishing gear in the back. Anyways, I'm sure in Cody's mind, him pulling up in his Lexus convertible top down with his shades on shining in the sunlight is akin to Tom Cruise in Top Gun hopping on his motorcycle flying down the street. Cody is the hero of his circus in his own mind. Too bad Sabin wasn't there to step in for Kelly McGillis. Cody tells us it's Janelle's birthday, so they are going camping. They need time away, so they are headed to Arches National Park. Janelle explains, in their big family with multiple wives, it's important that you nourish each relationship so time alone makes sense. It allows you time to connect as a couple. In monogamy, any time not spent with kids or work or the daily responsibilities of life can be time spent alone as a couple. Every night you fall asleep with your husband alone as a couple. You don't only get it for a few night camping trip. This alone time they get is their oxygen to these wives. It's not just a nice addition to their marriage and relationship to go away as a couple. They don't get the end of the night together each night or calls and texts all day, or an occasional nooner real quick during their lunch breaks. This is the only time they get as a couple alone, one-on-one time, and it happens to be as a treat for Janelle's birthday to go camping. So her birthday gift is something most monogamous couples get at least every night before they close their eyes for sleep, a little bit of alone time. She is getting time alone, which should be a daily occurrence, even if only for a few hours a night with kids or work or life to do, on special occasions only once or twice a year as a special birthday gift. Something monogamous couples experience regularly is a birthday gift for special occasions, time alone, one-on-one. Most couples connect daily, if only for a few hours, but that connection is always there, fostered even if it's just before bed or in the mornings with hectic schedules, but it's there always, most of, time in monogamy. It's central. You aren't waiting for nourishment to connect As a couple but in polygamy it's for special occasions a gift that you get one-on-one time the one-on-one time they do get on their quarter of the rotation is already shared with kids and we have to remember the husband's mood and preoccupations over life stress or other wives relationships affects that time it's under stress maybe even duress so it's not an organic fully present connection during their nights On the rotation in my opinion but that's just my speculation of course Cody says it's important to be able to move away from everything else and reconnect with each other he says every year he and Janelle will have at least two times where they try and get away from the rest of the family for a little time together Cody has to pack he hasn't even thought about what to bring yet and Janelle warns Cody to be fast and to be focused She's organized and practical, and she is probably super aware that Cody will showboat for cameras and have his head in the clouds. He's inefficient, so a 10-minute packing job might take Cody an hour. Cody has jammed way too many clothes into a duffel bag. It's bursting at the seams. As Janelle warns him, I don't think it's fitting, and Cody insists it will fit as he tries zipping it with clothes hanging out. He forced it, of course, and Janelle lets Cody know there's all the bedding, too. Janelle has the bedding folded on the bed, ready to go, and Cody has complaints. Why aren't the sheets and blankets rolled, Cody asks. Cody asks, these are sleeping bags. Why aren't they rolled? They need to be rolled. And Janelle lets Cody know that they don't zip up anymore. The zippers are broken. Cody starts breathing hard and panting and sighing, and he tosses the sleeping bags aside, and he announces, we're buying two new sleeping bags. And Janelle says, no, 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 no. There's no need to spend that money. Zipper or not, the sleeping bags work. Cody says, no, he is not sleeping on those. He doesn't feel like sleeping in those. And he starts huffing and puffing very childishly. And Janelle, in a motherly tone, says, no, no, no. I'm not spending the money. Janelle explains they will lay the sleeping bags flat. She has a sheet and blankets. Cody says, but it's camping. you got to be able to zip them together. Janelle says she is okay with not zipping them together. She doesn't want to spend all the money. Cody sighs petulantly, and Janelle explains again she isn't into spending all the money. Nell is the major breadwinner along with Cody. The only two with full-time gainful employment are she and Cody. And let's not forget that Cody just absorbed Robin and her kids, and she does not work. Cody and Janelle pay for Robin's bills and her rental and incidentals, and they handle the other wives' budgets together, too. She is still paying off Maddie's emergency appendectomy, and Cody has his motorcycle and sports car, and they just had the Suburban go out of commission as well. So two sleeping bags may seem like nothing major, but when you put that besides every other nagging financial responsibility Janelle and Cody cover together for 17 plus people, It starts to really matter, and Janelle is practical and business-minded, and Cody is pouting like a kid over broken zippers. When Cody can single-handedly afford his whole family and all of his wives and kids, including health insurance and all of the wives and all of the homes and all of the kids and all everything that that comes with alone, all on him alone, then Cody can pout about the sleeping bags and insist that they need new ones. I'm sure Janelle is pitching in for unemployed Robbins rental too. He should be thanking Janelle. He says it's family above all else. And last episode, he said the family would have to sacrifice to cover with purchasing a new car in place of the Suburban. Or they could repair the Suburban, of course, that cost over $5,000 to repair. While he drove his motorcycle to the mechanics where the suburban was and he drove there on his motorcycle with no helmet and he also drives a luxury sports car meant for two max he didn't consider selling his toys he was telling the wives everyone had to sacrifice to cover the suburban and now cody is pouting over a sleeping bag And it's a fairly minor expense, and I understand that. But look at the level of financial obligations and responsibilities that are shouldered by just two incomes for 17-plus people. And the sleeping bags at that point make a difference. Cody pouts, and he wants to spend on a non-necessity. That's because he wants it, and he prefers it for himself. But he isn't considering the family as a whole. He is considering his own personal wants and needs. And Janelle is looking out for the family. But that is just my observation. Cody reluctantly says okay, very resentfully. As Janelle says, she doesn't want to spend all the money. And Janelle says that's their biggest argument of all time between them, the finances. Cody isn't willing to take the pillows. He complains. Janelle wanted specific pillows and he let her know that they have smaller pillows. Those pillows are too big. After that, he does this frustrated sigh or growl as he leaves the room. If he knows best about every detail of what they should bring, why did Cody not be the one to take the initiative to pack everything for the camping if he's going to complain about everything and not do any of the packing himself? Janelle was prepared. Cody hadn't even packed his things yet, and she had to warn him to be quick and to focus. And now Cody is acting like he could do it all better, and he is so displeased with everything. And he had a complaint about everything, the broken zipper, the pillows being too big. But Janelle had all her stuff neatly packed and ready. Cody threw all of his shit into a duffel bag, bursting at the seams, and he could barely get it shut last minute. But Cody knows best. Cody is the leader. As Cody exits the room, Janelle explains that Cody wants to solve everything really quickly, and he suggests always, let's just go to the store and buy it. But Janelle feels they can make do with what they have on hand, and it's been a constant source of friction in their marriage, Janelle says. Cody says the number one question he is asked above all is how can you afford that size of a family? Mary explains that they all just work together. Cody says he hates to say it's communal, but it's really very socialistic. They are all working together for the same cause. They all use their own talents and everybody works together. There is a scene of Cody grilling hot dogs for the family and Janelle explains that when Robin came up and into the family and she moved down and she was looking for work and didn't find work, there was an adjustment there from her perspective of, okay, so it has to go even further now. The finances have to be stretched even further now. She says the resources they have that are already somewhat finite have to go even further. Christine says they established that Robin coming into family was huge for Christine because she was so stressed out. So when Robin came on, she took over part of Christine's responsibility with the childcare, and it was helpful for her. So Christine is suggesting because Robin helped with some of Christine's responsibilities, which, by the way, we really have yet to see on camera. We see it very minimally other than when Robin had some of the brown kids during Trulie's birth and maybe once or twice after school. That she is doing her part of the work. So her not working or being paid uh, for financially by the Browns and them absorbing the cost of her financially is all good since she has East Christine's stress. That's the picture they're trying to paint. And they've never really showed on camera between a couple after school times and during Trulie's birth, Robin taking a major share of taking care of the kids. But it was still fine, she didn't work, and they stretched their financial resources because apparently Robin taking care of the kids after school for a little while is her doing her part. Robin says, coming into the family, it's like going through a rite of passage and trying to prove yourself. But at the same time, there's a part of her that wants to go and do some really great job and like, you know, contribute vast amounts of money and go, here, look, see what I did? You know, I'm valuable to this family. Here, Robin is trying to make it seem like she feels so guilty about taking from Cody's wives and kids to pay for her bills and rental and life and her and her kids' whole existence while she is not bringing in any money into the family finances. She wants to gloss over it and paint a picture that she feels so bad and wishes she could do so much more. If Robin wanted to work, she could find work. She could babysit or do dog walking be a nanny, whatever, I'm sure she could have found something to at least pay for herself and her kids, as she did pre-marriage to Cody. Why should anyone else of the other wives or kids have less because of her? She married Cody, and before that, she worked and she was able to support herself. A move and marrying Cody is not an excuse to have her life paid for and have all the other wives and kids sacrifice in order to cover her roof, her food, and her bills. She is taking from everyone else's budget and allowing Janelle to go to work to contribute for her and not working at all. And now she is saying, oh, I wish I could. She wishes she could. She could work before marrying Cody and she could rent as a single mom. But now she can't work at all and she wishes she could. Does marriage prevent the capacity and ability to be a responsible adult and work and support yourself? She could find a way to make money if she wants to. She doesn't want to, so she is not. She has other people to work to pay for her and she accepts it with the excuse of, I wish I could work. I wish the family would see how valuable I am when they all get less financially in order to absorb her. Robin says right now they have gone through a lot of emotions about this whole thing and about her disrupting their lives and she says it's like she wants to sit here and somehow be worthwhile enough that that disruption is worth it to them, to the rest of the family, to the rest of the wives, to the rest of the kids. Cody explains that currently Robin and Christine are staying at home and his income covers them. He says sometimes Janelle will throw in for groceries and stuff for Robin. Christine and Janelle don't look too happy as Cody is explaining this. So I think the finances being stretched beyond capacity with Robin not working, getting a free ride, is really a huge issue within the family. If I was Janelle, I'd tell Cody that if Robin could provide food and shelter for her kids and herself pre-marriage, she can also do that after she is married too, and I'm not paying a penny and I'm not allowing this to affect my kids or the rest of the kids and wives in the family. I feel like it had to affect the budgets for the kids and for the wives a lot to take on Robin and absorb a whole nother rental and a whole nother set of bills and food, etc., Robin and her kids coming into the family having no added income and relying on everyone else getting less to be able to afford them, that's incredibly unfair. How can Robin sleep at night feeling comfortable with that? I thought that she was all about the family. Maybe she can't make a huge income, but she can work as she did before and make at least enough money and have enough decency to not burden Cody's wives and kids and the family's finances as a whole. She can find a way to pay for herself and her kids and her roof and her food and her bills as an adult, as a responsible, mature adult. To take from what Cody was giving to his wives and kids and give it to her with her not contributing at all financially is wrong. And for her not to work, in my opinion, is unbelievable. She worked before the marriage to Cody. Why can't she work after? I thought they had such high ethics and a moral code in their faith. Robin talks a lot. About the high ethics and the moral code within the lifestyle and within the faith. Is it ethical and moral and right and good to take money from the budgets of the other wives and kids to pay for your life and existence and your kids' lives and existence and not working yourself to add to the pot you are just stretching the resources further, capitalizing off of other people's hard work, sitting on your ass, and saying, sorry, I can't find a job. Sorry, I'm taking from you to cover myself and my existence as a grown adult. So sorry, I can't be responsible like I was before Cody came into the picture of my life. Oh, I hope I- you see my value. If this woman cared about the whole family, she would pay for herself and her kids. She would insist on it. She would never financially take away from the whole. But she does so willingly and says, oh, if only I could work, if only they could see my value. What is stopping Robin from working while her kids are at school to lift some of the financial burden that she places on the family and take it on herself as she should as a grown adult? Make an eBay. Babysit, be a nanny, work a few hours a day, walk dogs, whatever. There is something she could have done if she wanted to. If this woman wanted to work and she cared about the family, as she says, she'd be working in some capacity. When she wanted my sister wife's closet, even though it was the worst designs and price points with no marketing strategy or demand, she insisted. She did it and it failed. Cody took out loans in order to do it. So if Robin wants something, she will do it, and she can, in my opinion. Mary explains that Janelle and Cody make the bulk of the money. She says her job doesn't pay as much, so she handles the smaller bills and takes care of that. Janelle explains that Mary and Christine and Robin have their own bills, and she and Cody coordinate getting the mortgage and utilities paid, and they all work together as a family to pay the rest of it. There's a scene with Cody in a letterman's jacket, midlife crisis coat. And Janelle is looking at our laptop screen saying, I'll pay this and the power. And Cody points out, this one hasn't been paid this month yet. And Janelle says, I have the money set aside. And then she changes it, trying to correct it to, we have the money set aside. Probably for the optics, because she is the one paying. But she says, we, to make it look like Cody pitched in as well. Cody stares at his watch. He's very dismissive. He's chewing gum. He looks super annoyed and antsy in his Letterman's jacket. The coach is going to make him do extra laps and push-ups if he is late for football practice. What a midlife crisis in that Letterman's jacket at like 50. Chewing gum, long hair in his eyes. He's being dismissive. He's acting like he's way too cool for school, staring at his watch in the Letterman's jacket, telling Janelle what she has to pay. Cody must think he's Zanny Zuko from Greece or Kanicki. Everything feels like this man is play-acting at life. Cody says there are 16 kids they have to prioritize where the money goes. And Janelle clarifies usually it's for all of their basic needs and they meet all of their basic needs, but for extra things like braces, and Cody interjects, well, the squeakiest wheel seems to get the grease. See, it's unfair to have so many kids and wives when you can barely, just barely meet the basic needs. So for extras like braces... The loudest voice or the one most in need gets some extra money to cover, but not everyone's full needs are being met beyond the basic needs. Some kids may get braces, some not, depending on how loud you complain or how much favor you're in or what Cody's mood is perhaps that day, in my opinion. Cody says if a kid comes up to him and says, dad, I need new shoes, he goes and gets them new shoes. Janelle says in her own family, she has to keep track of who gets what because some kids, like Madison, would have her buy something for her every single paycheck. Christine admits Aspen is the same way. Of course, we have to remember these are teenage girls, and teenage girls love doing their hair and makeup and nails and getting new clothes and jewelry and doing activities, so these are normal things most kids could probably go do, but in the Brown family, they probably couldn't always do all of that with their friends because of the budget I don't know I'm just speculating of course Christine had to explain to Aspen I have a budget and this week it's not your turn so this week Aspen isn't getting anything and Cody jokes that must be when Aspen comes to him Mary says she has one child and she gets whatever she wants whenever she wants it and Mary explains that's a lie of course and Cody interjects that one thing he has to say is Mariah doesn't pester him nearly as much as the other kids do well, Mariah's mom has only one child in her monthly budget. Mary doesn't have six kids on on the same budget that Janelle and Christine do, so it's a little bit different for Mary and for Mariah. On weekends, Mariah can probably go to the mall with her friends or buy a shirt, or she can get new shoes or braces when and if needed. There is enough in her mom's budget so she doesn't have to go beg her dad because there are holes in her shoes. This makes it even worse that robin is able to accept to live work free knowing how much what she is taking to live and eat and pay bills and have her roof will take away from the other wives and kids mostly janelle and christine and their kids and they have six kids each and janelle provides for herself and her kids and the bigger bills and the mortgage and then she also is helping provide for the groceries and extras for robin Would a part-time job while Robin's kids are at school not at least cover Janelle's portion of what Robin is provided? That money could then go back to the brown kids who need the shoes or the braces, or maybe it could go for their kids to go hang out with their friends and do stuff. Janelle says she is always paying the bills one month worrying about how she will pay them the next month, wondering how she will pay them the next month. But it always works out, but there is a lot of stress involved with trying to make sure everything gets paid. Cody is loading the back of his two-door convertible with camping gear for he and Janelle's overnight camping trip for her birthday, and it's already full before he can even fit the quilt in. This could never be a practical family car. Cody complains, we are taking a quilt camping, when he can't make it fit in the trunk and Janelle tells Cody he will be really glad when it's cold at night. Janelle says as far as how much time it takes Cody to get ready to go somewhere it boggles her mind. Cody will go in and say goodbye to everybody and she says that's awesome but it takes a long time. Cody comes out before Janelle assumed he would and Janelle is shocked he's out of there so fast but of course that shock is short-lived because Cody runs back into the house, of course. He gives Mary two kisses. He asks if she wants a real kiss, and he tells her he loves her, and she replies she always wants a real kiss. It feels like the Twilight Zone, watching Cody be so affectionate and behaved in such an attuned way to Mary and her needs and be very affectionate with her and enthusiastic about it, and it's seemingly very natural, when now he can barely call her and he openly loathes and resents her. It's like the upside down now, the contrast from then to now and the current season. Janelle and Cody make it to Arches National Park in Moab, Utah. I think of course many people have heard of Moab and the National Park recently from the Petito case involving Brian Laundry. So if it sounds familiar, that may be why. Cody asks Janelle if she knows how to put up the tent. You would think being the husband and this camping trip being a birthday gift that he could put the tent up but I have a feeling Cody doesn't know how to do it, so he needs Janelle. Janelle says she sort of knows how every year she relearns, and Cody has never done this before, he says. He asks Janelle, are there directions? Janelle explains no, and she points out the tent. Everything is folded up, of course, and Cody is very flustered. They show the couple setting up the tent, and Janelle says it's nice for them to be able to get away for an overnight stay. It was also awesome that while she was gone, Her kids were taken care of because of Mary and Christine and Robin. They were there back at the house holding down the fort. This is a plug, of course, of the benefits of polygamy that we get in each episode of how awesome it is to have built-in babysitters, your sister wives. Now, in most monogamous couples, each partner has friends or siblings or relatives or regular babysitters that they can easily ask to pitch in, and this is really no different from that. Most relatives who help it in order to give a couple alone time won't charge by the hour and they do it out of love, just like Janelle's sister wives are doing in this example of the benefits of polygamy. So it's not really this huge benefit you couldn't find in monogamy. They show Robin bringing back kids to her house and Christine at the grocery store using coupons and budgeting. Cody says it's important that Robin and Christine stay home right now. He says they are working. They are working hard. Christine explains the way that she brings money into the family is because she saves the family money by watching what she shops for, buying in bulk, by canning. That's how she helps out financially with the family. Robin's contribution for right now, she says, is helping by being a mom at home. That includes being the go-to girl for probably anybody being there to take care of the kids. Mary says the advantage to them is they don't really have to pay for a babysitter. They have built-in babysitters right here her sister wives so they don't have to pay for it but neither do many monogamous couples who have grandmas and aunts and siblings and couples who lovingly pitch in out of love without expecting payment so that is not really a benefit of polygamy and also commonly available in monogamous families as well in my opinion mary was sitting next to robin in confessional while saying all of this and cody interjects referring to robin saying she is not a babysitter she is a mother in this family Cody laughs and Mary says that that is what she's saying, that they don't have the extra money that needs to go out to daycare. Christine says they buy five 50-pound bags of flour at a time and put them in the food storage room to get flour when they need it. They buy oats, by the bulk, in 50-pound bags. They stock up the food storage room. Janelle says we don't buy just one case, we buy four cases. Christine realized just the other day that she was out of sugar, and she thought, you're kidding me, she hadn't been out of sugar for months. Janelle says she and Christine are working a lot together. They put their heads together, and they wonder how many cases of tuna fish they should buy. So she and Christine are having that conversation constantly that doesn't involve Mary and Robin so much because their situations are different. Janelle explains it's not like they have some community pantry that they can take from it That everyone's welcome to take from it but it's primarily for Janelle and Christine Mary takes from it all the time she reveals that she is the one who took the last of the sugar in fact now there is a scene of some of the kids other brown kids at Robin's house and Isabel is eating cereal and Robin scolds her sternly she says Isabel she says you guys are supposed to be having a snack not a meal after school growing kids are famished if the kids are hungry let them eat they will be able to eat dinner later on too to me it felt like robin was being cheap and miserly with her food like maybe she was lazy and she didn't want to clear out her cupboards or run to the store but if the kids are hungry you should never scold them for eating cereal that was very weird in my opinion isabel tells robin that she likes cereal robin says she has always known what was going on with her finances in her life Sabin says when she was on her own, she worked. She took care of her own money. She paid her own bills. She says, I mean, like, it was just me. Not anymore, apparently. When she came into the family, she was willing to take from the other wives and kids to pay for her roof, for her food, for her bills, for her clothes, for her car, for her kids, etc. while sitting on her butt and not working, not even working part time. Me thinks she doth protest too much here. She says, coming into the family and not working, it was this huge transition of going, Cody, um, I need to pay a bill. If she minded taking from the Browns or allowing them to fund her whole existence while she didn't contribute a cent financially to the pot, she would be working. Robin does what she wants. She didn't mind. And she didn't put the family ahead of herself and she was okay to let them have less to have her whole life paid for with their sacrifice, and she was okay to not work to contribute, and she slept fine with it, apparently. She wondered, do I just put the bill on the counter? How do you want to work this? Why not work as she did before Cody rather than take from the already thinly stretched budgets of his wives and kids? Cody works to pay for her. Janelle works to contribute to her and her kids eating and surviving. Why can't she work as she did before? If she is all about the family, she would. She did work before marrying Cody, and she would post-marriage if she cared about the family. But my guess is she doesn't mind the free ride. Robin says it was a really big transition for her. Janelle says there are no bones about it. She was really worried about the financial side with Robin coming in, and she did not see how the dollars and cents were going to work. Janelle says, we were struggling to keep the roof over our own heads, and we were going to bring this person in and pay rent and groceries, and there was going to be no income coming in, so I was worried, she says. Robin doesn't look grateful in confessional. As Janelle is speaking, Robin looks pissed and irritated. She has her lips pursed. She looks resentful at Janelle's concerns, and Cody looks very annoyed and concerned by what Janelle is saying. They should be grateful to her, thanking her. If Janelle knew ahead of time no income was coming in, it means Robin never intended to ever work. So she expected a free ride, and she didn't feel bad that she didn't even try to work. It was never on her mind. But she cares about the family, who sacrifices their budgets significantly for her. But she can't sacrifice and be a responsible, mature adult and pay for her own roof and life and her own kids and her own existence as she did pre-marriage to Cody. And she knew what the family was taking on and she was still fine with it and could sleep at night knowing that she is capable of work, but she isn't going to, even if everyone else has less in order to pay for her. As she sits on her ass hoping the family sees her value as she chastises Isabel for eating cereal when it was just supposed to be a snack, when Isabel was hungry after school because Robin can't be troubled to go to the store to refill her cupboards. That was so miserly and weird as if Isabel did something wrong by having a small bowl of cereal after school. Her reaction was as if Isabel defrosted steaks and was making baked potatoes too. It was totally food shaming her for no other reason than Robin is cheap and lazy and doesn't want the other brown kids eating her food so she doesn't have to go restock. Cody explains at the same time, Robin coming in months before they got married, she said she can't come in and be a burden to his family. Janelle says she is hopeful Robin will get a job. Janelle says, Robin has been looking. It's not for a lack of looking that Robin hasn't found employment. If Robin wanted employment, in my opinion, she is the type of person who would have employment. Robin doesn't want to work or she'd be working, and she never worked again other than the filming and the failed My Sister Wives closet. That was a money drain for the family and such a waste. Janelle says, it has been nice to have Robin home because Christine had truly, so Christine really did need to check out for a few months, in providing the child care so robin held things together robin explains there's days where she has had janelle's kids over and she has come over and picked them up and in her mind robin is thinking please help janelle to see what value i am to this family she is hoping that if she gives christine a break and picks up the slack once in a while janelle and the rest of the wives will think her value to the family will outweigh the financial costs and sacrifice if robin actually went and got a job and brought money in to offset the burden on the family or better yet she paid for her own roof and existence and her kids lives in full independently all on her own as she did before the marriage she wouldn't be hoping the wives would see her value and she wouldn't feel like such a drain and a deficit to the family hoping to prove herself with a few hours of after-school care because she wouldn't be a financial burden she wouldn't have to worry about her value being seen She knows what she is doing and she knows that it's wrong and unfair and unethical and immoral to not work or support herself or her kids and expect the rest of the family to sacrifice and to cover her financially and to sacrifice making do with less just because they have to pay for her. And she's aware of this, but she still isn't motivated to work. If she worked, there would be none of this issue of her value being seen. She needs her value seen because she is very aware she is a burden and a financial drain and she knows it's wrong to not work. But she doesn't work because she doesn't want to. If she cared about herself being an asset and her value and the bigger family as a whole, she would never allow them to make do with less so she can have more and also not work or contribute financially. She is taking without giving back and after school childcare doesn't equal to the family having to sacrifice and making do with much less financially in order to fund her life and existence, as Janelle works her ass off and Cody works too. The only difference is she gets to sit on her ass while his other wives and kids get less and the main breadwinners work more while she sits home and on occasion provides after-school childcare. Robin knows it's fucked up or she wouldn't be so concerned with trying to show her value to Janelle. Just get a job, problem solved. She worked before the marriage. She can work again. She wants Christine to also see what value she is to the family. She says, there's days when she has Christine's girls and she's taking a break and Robin is praying, please let this be something where Christine sees the value of her. Like when she scolded Isabel for eating too much cereal because it's just supposed to be a snack. Robin says, right now, if you were to take Cody, Janelle, Christine, or Mary out of their group, The group would miss that person. They would mourn that loss. Robin wants to get to that point where they go, Robin's not here. She wants them to miss her. Ego much? If she wants to be an indispensable part of the team and she values the team over herself, she would not let them have less so she can live having more, not working, when before she married into the family, she used to be capable of work and providing for herself and her kids. A good way to come to be an asset for the family and to become a part of the group and the team and to become a huge asset is not being a liability and showing you can cover yourself. And if you can't cover yourself and the team is covering for you, how can you be anything but a liability and a burden to the family? If Robin really wants that and she wants to be part of the team and a missed, indispensable, valuable part of the group, then she needs to get a job and unburden the team first, in my opinion. Nobody is going to miss a financial drain being gone. In fact, it would be a welcome relief. If Robin worked and she wasn't a burden, then she could start being an asset and a welcomed part of the team. But that's not what Robin wanted. She wants to be their burden and take from the team, leaving the team with less, but yet she wants to be a major asset to the team and be a missed asset when she is not around. Simple, then work, be an asset. But you can't take from the team and take from the group and leave them with less and still expect to be seen as a valuable asset to the team. Even if all you're providing is a few hours of after-school care, that doesn't equal the sacrifice everyone else in the team is making. She isn't willing to work hard at all, but she wants the glory of being the hardest worker as if she's entitled to it. Janelle and Cody are putting up their tent and Janelle likes camping. She says she went a lot when she was younger, but now she's thinking it would be fun to have a trailer. Being older, it's harder to sleep on the ground, she says. Cody says camping checks you out. You set up your tent and you move away from all the stresses of your life. You move away from your job and you light the fire and the fire is mesmerizing. Cody says every relationship has its own independent power and its own independent bond. He says you have to compartmentalize each relationship with each individual wife. Is that why during the honeymoon episode Cody said we meaning he and Robin have decided to give them his other wives more of what they want meaning he and Robin mutually decided to give the other wives more crumbs when Robin would insist Cody call when he preferred to wait to call and she told Cody what to say and she knew what was going on in each relationship and what Cody should tell each of his wives from a woman's perspective in order to help Cody to assuage the wives. We will give them, the other wives, what they want. Does that indicate that Cody compartmentalizes each relationship with each individual wife? Cody explains he has an individual relationship with each of his wives and then a group relationship with them as well. Janelle says in their family, she thinks all of the children think their mother is the favorite. She really believes that and she has heard them all express that. Somehow I doubt that, but whatever helps you sleep at night. I think everyone in the family knows who the favorite is. And I don't think each of the kids, old enough to perceive the dynamics, just blindly assumes it's their mom that's the favorite, especially with the blatant favoritism Cody shows and the difference in behavior between their moms and their dad, Cody, and their dad and the favorite wife, Robin. Kids pick up on everything. They can see everything. Janelle says it's not a huge part of conversation or something they compare notes on, but she has heard all of the kids express that they all think their mom is the favorite. Maybe they think their mom is the favorite to them. It's their mom, of course, but they probably know better as they grow up that their mom is not necessarily the favorite in their father's eyes. Janelle says when he is with me, I'm the center of his universe and my children see that. Well, in my opinion, he love bombs his wives on their nights particularly, if, especially if he wants his way on something. So it probably feels to everyone around on their night that this is the favorite wife, when in reality, Cody is love bombing in order to get compliance and his ego fed. Their mom isn't actually the favorite wife within the larger family structure, and the kids probably know that as they get to a certain age, in my opinion. Kids are very perceptive and smart. They notice everything, even authenticity and investment levels, in my opinion. Mary is in her sewing room. It's very crafty and very Americana. There are a couple of American flags decorating various items in the room. And she says the way it all works, it works out really well for her because she has a really good balance with being able to have her job and she is home with plenty of time to spend with Mariah as well. Mary says the last few years she has been working and Janelle has been working and Christine has been the one who stays at home and she loves that. And sometimes Mary gets a little bit envious. She says she would like to be able to stay home more. Christine explains she would rather be home than have to go out and work all of the time. So this really works very well for her, this lifestyle and this system of being the stay-at-home mom. Janelle says she totally admires women who can stay home, but she doesn't know how to be that person at home. Cody explains there are other women in this family who balance that by saying, you know, I would prefer to work at home, so I'll stay at home, and you work, and we'll share the money. Robin interjects, you help with the bills, you help pay for the bills, and I'll help take care of your children. See, she thinks because she does a few hours of after-school childcare on occasion, that that warrants that her life be paid for by the rest of the family's breadwinners. Christine puts it, you bring home the bacon, and I'll fry it up in the pan. Robin says, it's been really fun getting to know these other little kids and stuff. It's fun to see them excited to see her and to want a hug from her. What an ego. She isn't excited about how she can instill things in the kids or how she can help. She says, it's fun that they're excited to see me and want hugs. She says, it's a compliment to her, you know? It feeds her ego knowing Cody's little ones are happy to see her and want hugs from her and how that feeds her ego. It's not about how she, as an adult caregiver... help provide for the kids. It's about the adulation of her and her ego. Everything is about what it does for her even in a caregiver role. Robin says it's fun and when the kids respond to her it's the greatest reward. Janelle says for her she has this tremendous home life but she still gets to go do what she wants to do and she is getting the best of both worlds. In my opinion for Janelle she doesn't enjoy the chores and the cooking and the homework help. Or the chauffeuring or any of the susie homemaker aspects of being a mom she wanted kids in a family but less of that nurturing caregiver responsibility and she prefers work so for her she can go work and be a mom when she isn't busting her ass and she knows that aspect she can't provide is being provided for by christine and i think of all of the wives polygamy really suits janelle the most Mary says sometimes she thinks Janelle is a better mom when she is working because she loves her career and so when she does get home in the evenings after work, she's not too tired to spend time with her kids. So that time she has with her kids is quality time. Janelle says her contribution to the family is the money that makes her home life great. So she gets to work and do what she wants and then she has a great home life at home that she still gets. She asks, Will I exchange my paycheck for that? You bet. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't anybody? Cody and Janelle are now folding the blanket up um, that Cody initially scoffed at, calling it unnecessary when Janelle first wanted to bring it. And Janelle says they were glad that they had it last night. Cody admits, yeah. He awkwardly caresses Janelle's back and he kisses her neck. And Janelle is giggly and awkward and incredibly uncomfortable at this. Cody explains that Janelle doesn't like PDA, and he is very comfortable with it. Janelle says she has had to learn to let him kiss her in public. As Cody stands by her and attempts to kiss her neck as she is packing stuff away, and she's flinching uncomfortably, you can tell that this is very out of her wheelhouse. Cody says he actually had to learn himself how important it was to him, and then he started telling Janelle how important the public displays of affection were. And Janelle learned how it was important to him, so she had to learn to speak to him in that language that he understood. Basically, she had to show him affection as a way of communicating her love. Cody says if Janelle doesn't hug and kiss him, he doesn't believe she loves him. Janelle laughs and says she had to learn to do that. They're deflating an air mattress together and Janelle has to tell Cody to wait and read the instructions first. And he says, are you kidding me? I'm a man. I don't read the instructions. With the tent... He asked Janelle for the instructions, asking if she knew how to put the tent up, saying he didn't know how, what a walking contradiction. So he wanted instructions for the tent. Cody is a walking contradiction. With the mattress, Janelle tells Cody to look at the instructions and he has to go against her and say, he's a man, he doesn't read instructions. But he wanted instructions for the tent though. But now that Janelle suggests reading instructions before breaking the air, mattress valve, he's a man who doesn't read instructions. So overnight that changed, I guess, with the direction of the wind blowing, perhaps. Janelle explains when she married Cody, Mary was very affectionate and all over him. I can see Mary being the possessive type with Janelle coming in and wanting to mark her territory like walking a dog who pisses on the same fire hydrant every walk to leave its scent. Because Mary was all over Cody, Janelle learned to stand aside, so she and Cody as a couple had to learn how to balance that. Janelle says it's funny because they have been married 17 years and it's only been the last one or two years that she finally clued in that that's important. That's how Cody needs her to express that. She says they managed to get by, but she thinks they have been better since she has been willing to meet Cody in those needs of more affection and PDA. Cody acknowledges that Janelle wanted to bring the quilt because she knew it would be cold and it would be necessary and needed. Cody acknowledges that they did in fact use the quilt and Janelle says there was no need to go and buy a sleeping bag for the trip. Cody says they had the quilt and they used it and they saved the money, so Janelle was right. I am surprised Cody is admitting Janelle was right, but because he sees Janelle as his intellectual equal, I do think he respects her slightly more than the other wives as more of an equal and although he did throw her under the bus a bit at the tell-all regarding them not being in sync and in love as she called him her best friend nonetheless saying everything was fine in their relationship um we're gonna see how that plays out next season but I was very surprised at him admitting that Janelle was right Janelle has left before uh, the family and Cody, as we know, and returned to the family way before the show even aired. So I would think that Janelle would be willing to leave again, depending on how bad Cody's behavior gets. I do think that if Cody tries to be manipulative and ice her out strategically, as he did with Christine and tried desperately to do with Mary, um, that Janelle's not going to take it. Now we know that Mary won't leave as of yet if ever but I think Janelle might and she did have to do soul searching last season to decide if she still wanted this marriage last season knowing if you want to stay in a marriage obviously it should be an obvious enthusiastic answer. If you need to do deep soul searching it means there are pretty serious issues and I have a feeling that Cody's behavior will continue to digress and evolve but we will see. Cody questions jokingly did I say she was right and Mary prods him and the next part and Cody completes it he says she was right and I was wrong Cody says it was great for Janelle and him to get away and spend some time together and to know everything at home would be taken care of Cody says it's a good thing that everybody in the family has roles they all pitch in and everybody is always able to help each other. He says they will always be a team when it comes to making sure that the family has their needs met and they will always be a team on the idea of saying this is the family and we do this together. Was it a team like when Cody said his wives who make him and dedicated their lives to him in this lifestyle and this faith and the family structure? He said his wives are obstacles to his goals. Was that a team sentiment? His wives who suffered and sacrificed in order to live this way are obstacles to his goals. But back then, Cody was saying this is a family and we do this together. But now, this season, his wives, and by extension his kids and his whole family are obstacles to his goals. If his goal isn't his family and his wives, what is his goal? What are his goals? What could it be? Could it be to unburden himself of these obstacles and commitments and to live as his heart desires in monogamy with Robin, I wonder? I wanna know what goal Cody was referring to when he specifically said his wives were obstacles to his goals in life. What are those goals? I want to know what those goals are. After Cody says, this is a team and this is a family and we do this together, Robin says, this is very much why this lifestyle works because you have these very basic raw human emotions of selfishness and possessiveness and you have to step outside of that and you have to look at what's better for the family as a whole. And she believes you become a better person for it. Has the lifestyle made Robin selfless and less possessive? It doesn't matter what emergency is going on in the family. She doesn't like her kids being away from Cody for more than two days. She can't sacrifice Cody for more than that, for more emergent needs within the family. But according to Robin, polygamy helps you step out of those emotions of selfishness and possessiveness and you overcome them and you look at what's best for the family as a whole. Is that why Mary was left alone and isolated during the pandemic waiting for an invite and some socialization even after Cody said it was okay for her to come over to Robin's house and Mary followed all of his ridiculous C-19 mandates and Robin still made the excuse as to why Mary wasn't invited over that the other wives would be upset if Mary were allowed over when the other wives in all honesty had no problem. They got together on their own and they assumed that Mary was welcome at Robin's. And they were shocked to learn that Mary lived in isolation for so long and they wouldn't have batted an eyelash had Mary been welcome at Robin's house. And they had no interest whatsoever in going to Robin's house. But Robin made that excuse because she is selfish herself and she didn't care about Mary's suffering or Mary being lonely or about the rest of the family as a whole. She wanted Cody all to herself and she got it. Of course, there are a million examples I could go on and on with But if anything, in my opinion, Robin has grown more selfish and possessive over the years, even using the pandemic as an excuse. And during the pandemic, a crisis worldwide, Cody and Robin used that as an excuse to live as they wanted in monogamy to their heart's content, even though it wasn't necessarily best for the group as a whole. Cody even stopped communicating by phone with his kids altogether. So does the lifestyle promote the group's needs in the case of the Browns? Does the lifestyle promote the wants and needs of the ego-driven soulmates in the family or does it promote the needs of the group as a whole? Does the group overcome selfishness and possessiveness through the lifestyle or does it create more pain and suffering and trauma for the neglected kids and wives? So when Robin didn't work anymore when she married Cody, even though she worked before Cody and supported herself and her kids, As a single mom before the marriage, she was totally cool with taking money from the other wives' and kids' budgets and having the group all accept less financially to fund her roof and her life and her whole existence and her kids' whole existence while she sat on her butt and she didn't contribute a penny. Is that what's better for the family as a whole? Or would it be better if she worked so no one was financially affected by her entrance into the family and no one had to struggle with less? What about stepping outside of selfishness at the tell-all? She was incredibly selfish, complaining she wasn't accepted by the family, claiming Janelle's kids called her to ask her to relax Cody's mandates and saying that the other wives shouldn't put those ideas out there in the kids' heads. That she is responsible automatically assuming people are out to get her and like the wives have to tell their grown adult kids the obvious that she is the favorite who didn't want cody out of her sight and wanted cody to live in monogamy with her during the pandemic just as much as cody did and they did live in monogamy for nine or ten months during covid cody is sitting in confessional with his wives he says he is wondering if they would like him to dump his career and all of them can go to work and he will stay home and play mr mom he wonders how that would work out he's just curious Maybe he should try it. We all know what happened under his watch when he was in charge of all his kids and truly fell ill and wasn't being hydrated enough during the flu that resulted in kidney failure where she almost lost her life. So I wouldn't think Cody could handle being the stay-at-home caregiver and I wouldn't want to find out the hard way to the detriment of my kids. Being a caregiver and a mother is much more selfless And much more effort and much more work and much more sacrifice and much more nurturing and compassion and dedication than one has to put into the average workday. So, if Cody believes being a stay at home parent is easier than working and he jokes he should try it, he did that for a few days and look at the results. Christine tells Cody he wouldn't last, and all of the wives crack up and the episode ends. That does it for this episode. I'll see you guys next week for the next episode of Becoming Sister Wives Book Club covering chapter two. Janelle and Cody, and also for the next episode of the Sister Wives Rewatch season two, episode four, entitled Carving into Polygamy. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe, like, and comment all of your insights down below. I love to hear all of your thoughts and insights. See you guys next week. Bye.